Hey there folks, Tyler here. Uh, what you're about to hear is a wonderful, amazing interview that I had with Christopher Burghardt. Something that should be mentioned, and you will hear it eventually in the episode, there are huge spoiler warnings in case you were going to watch Witnesses after this episode. That being said, we do mention it in here, and we do go very deep into his film, Witnesses, which again, amazing film, we're going to talk about it, don't you worry. Just letting you know there are huge spoiler warnings. So with that, Enjoy. Welcome back to A Conversation for One podcast, the podcast where I ramble on about horror and sci-fi multimedia, film franchises and universes, theme parks, Canadiana, and so much more. Today we are, we are just blessed. We are just welcomed with an amazing, super special guest, Christopher Burghardt, the director of just recently released Witnesses. Um, thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, and I can't wait to start start uh, talking with you here. Uh, thanks for being on the show today. Of course. And thank you so much for doing that intro with me right now. No problem at all. Oh, my God. Yeah, because uh, it would have been weird if I'm just like, yeah, I had Christopher Burgard on the show. He's a really nice guy. Uh, we did the whole introduction. I didn't get any of it. Uh, and now here is us cut in about 10 minutes. Ago. So... <laughs> Um, so I appreciate it. And of course. Um, so yeah, um, like I said, I know it's something we've, uh, we've spoken about for some time. Um, so I know that I messaged you before we did this, the show, but I just wanted to say congratulations on a job very well done. Uh, your film Witnesses just came out and uh, it was very well made. I really, really enjoyed it. Watched it with the girlfriend and uh, we didn't know what we were getting in for and uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, we're still talking about it. I see the waveform coming That's up. That's better as than I speak, what I have. So, it's yeah, it should be fine. But uh, uh, th- perfect, perfect. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I I do. Um, that being said, if, could I ask you why? Like, what did you enjoy about it? <laughs> well, okay. So there's a couple things, mm-hmm. and I don't know how frank you want us to be, how formal you want us to be, uh, but um, I, as candid and frank and formal as possible. Like, I, I am. If my baby's ugly, my baby's ugly. I, I don't care. Like, okay, I'll just tell you from my perspective. I feel that it's like I would give it a solid five and a half, maybe six. In in comparison to really? Yeah, in compare and I know as the as the writer, director, and producer of said film, I should be like its its biggest champion. And I think that it yep. I d- do think it has like many merits that I would uh that I think it's like well crafted as a whole, but when it comes to, uh, I, I, I would give it a solid five and a half, six. Like I don't need my ego stroked. I, I made it for myself as, as an audience member mm-hmm. and I like the ultimate outcome, but it is for some people and it's not for others. So the fact that you like it, I, I do appreciate that, but I, yeah, let's chop this thing up. <laughs> Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't trying to butter you up mm-hmm. by any means, but I totally see where you're coming from. Like, well, it's you. your thing. So you're going to be your harshest critic. Yeah, right? absolutely. 
and it's it's funny because um <clears throat> so this was shot last april um i'm sorry the april before last so in 2018 and uh or or i'm sorry we started casting it in, in, in 17 yeah in 2018 no uh this this was oh, last, this was last okay. year yeah so uh we start we actually yeah. did the casting in, in early april and we did uh principal photography was in june uh so right. yeah so i mean i've watched this thing pff, like 500 times i mean if you look at the oh i can imagine yeah if you if you look at like the uh the premiere just like the the snippets on premiere there's like 7500 different pieces of of footage sound effects audio and those are the choices yeah. you know so those aren't even those don't yep. even count all the ones that i that i listened to watched and rejected you know so yeah i i, exactly. I, I of course am the hard, harshest critic yeah no and that, like i mean that totally makes sense mm -hmm. and i think the things that I was think coming into was yes like and I'm not even undercutting you because the fact that you wrote produced directed this thing and apparently starred in which I saw in the credits <laughs> there which is like a, a kind of a you know kind of a, a nice little notch to add on to the cap there but <laughs> right. it's that that is your first film and so when I see that it's somebody's first film it is an independent film without being pretentious you go in already thinking this might not be the best film i'm going to watch sure um so in that aspect in that regard i was like this film wasn't bad <laughs> and i don't mean that and like i just i've seen so much worse and so much worse and stuff i've seen that has actually um some backing behind it or has like a wide wide release and it's just it's it's atrocious to watch and that had a decent payoff to the point where we were admiring things that were in the film and we were still talking about the film days after we watched it, which you don't do a lot now, even when you see a film in the theater. Good, I, I, dude, I really appreciate that. And and I mean, again, I say that I made it for myself, but it is out there in the ether for like, you know, public consumption. So, you know, somebody's gonna exactly. watch it, you're either gonna like, you know, enjoy it or not. But it's just funny because, I mean, I've said this before to people, <clears throat> like pick, Pick the most the pick the the movie the film that has like wide critical and wide audience praise. Go on IMDb. Yep, you're gonna find s just haters. It's so funny. So I, I just mean like it's just yep, it's no. just such a subjective uh, medium. Film is you know. Well, I mean that's any art form essentially. Even though I don't really consider this art. <laughs> I, I like to say I make wow. I, I make movies and not films. I'm not I'm not like trying to get like the Critics Choice uh, Award here. I just want to make like entertaining yeah. content and something that I would watch, something yeah. that I would appreciate, which I do. So I, I hope exactly. others out there do the same. Yeah, there's definitely those two camps, right? There's the people that say I watch film and I make film and then there's people that I'm going to watch a movie and I'm here for a movie. It's it's almost two different things. It's hard to explain that to some people. It really is. But it's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, that's really great. Um, I'm glad that you are a critic. I, I definitely like, like I said, I wasn't trying to blow smoke up your butt. Thank I you. did enjoy the film. Um, but there are people that think they do no wrong. And that's honestly the people, once you get in that mindset, especially starting out, I would say that leads to no improvement. And honestly, I feel like that would make for a lesser, um, final product. So that's really good that you're on that page. Um, I just wanted to dive into this. Sure. Um, now, I know uh, horror films are typically um, genre of choice uh, for first time directors, right. like, uh, such as you, um, for like a multiple multitude of reasons, right? You have like, 
you could tell a good story with a lower budget or you can get like wider audience appeal um, because horror is such like a wide reaching genre. Sure. Um, with that in mind, were you slash, I guess, are you a big horror buff or were you before going into this film? I am. I'm a big horror. I'm a big horror fan. But for the reasons that you just said, um, and there was a lot of thought process in that, um, that mm-hmm. it is the reason why it was horror was the was the genre of focus even though i've always branded this uh genre as thriller uh that bleeds over into horror and obviously found footage um so yeah there's a number of reasons and i I can obviously go in them into them if you'd like no i'd love that yeah definitely dive in well um just like a little bit of background i wrote a script in when i was in college in 2010 at uc santa barbara um entitled sapien and it was uh it was you know 110 pages in length it was a it was a horror uh kind of a creature feature entered it in the santa barbara script competition and i won the genre for horror but i also was the overall winner for that but in that was just a that was an experience that helped me learn that if you are even if you win a script competition or you get some type of like notice for your writing to get your, Mm -hmm. to get anything produced, a, it's, it's best just to do it yourself. Um, uh, B, B, you have to really take into consideration what's in the script, um, and budgetary concerns. So, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in that script, there were some explosions. There were some kind of larger set pieces. There was not the, there was a larger cast. There were some locations so you have to kind of dumb down that but you still want the story to be there so then i i wrote a couple screenplay plays in between but when i chose Mm -hmm. to to go ahead and produce uh, my own content i was like look i'm gonna have to do something that has a smaller cast that has primarily one location that uh and then on the business side of things uh, horror not only has its own, you know, fan base in the States, but it's something that translates really mm-hmm. well internationally. So if, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and, and cross culturally, I mean, like if you are in, if you are facing, uh, imminent death, <laughs> you know, you understand yeah. that whether you're in Madagascar, Bangladesh, China, or the United States, but you know, if, if if it was a comedy, that's very culturally um, subjective. You know, I would have to yeah. translate that joke, or there's you know nuances that you'd have to understand to get that joke across or let it hit. But horror, on the other hand, transitions all of that. So th- I chose that for that reason. I knew that we were going to be on a limited budget too, so I'm not going to be mm-hmm. using. Uh, we shot it on a red, uh, red dragon. Uh, I forget the lenses. Okay. I forget the lenses that we use, but it wasn't like ultra primes or master primes. You know what I mean? So, yep. uh, knowing that going in, I said, "All right, what's the genre also that uh, you know will give a little bit of latitude for things like picture quality and sound quality?" Right. Even though I didn't want right. to sacrifice those too much, at the same time, when you're watching it, you're when you're suspending your disbelief, you're able to kind of look by, past those issues if they do happen to arise, being that it is technically mm-hmm. found footage. But also, like uh, just in in creating the story, I I so, so since knowing I was doing found footage, knowing that I'm doing kind of a horror thriller, I still was like, 
you can't you can't take away from the story and i've seen a shit ton of found footage everybody has and and i think the reason why people hate it is like sometimes the premise for recording just isn't there like there's no reason to be having a camera in your hand 24 7 while you're recording and i think that's what pisses people Mm -hmm. off so i also tried to eliminate that so i mean i'm just kind of like rambling on right now but these are all the things that were going on in my head no and i i I like that because i i like i don't know if you dabbled and even just looking at my instagram page but some of the like most of the yeah. stuff i do talk about on this podcast is horror so i you know i've i've dabbled in a couple different subgenres of horror and found footage is easily my guiltiest pleasure i didn't even know this was found footage before i put it on so it was a it, it was a pleasant surprise for sure <laughs> Good. but that is a huge thing yeah that is a huge thing that i hate mm-hmm. in a lot of found footage movies it's just like oh i'm just gonna like document this just because or the camera's just on it's weird yeah. And it's just like when you 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 all you needed was that one line like we are going to be documenting this because it it adds to our grade. Right, right. And it's just like all right, and 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 now I refuse to question anything now in this film because that they've made it it's solid and that that's it was perfect it was perfectly crafted and I appreciated that I said, I even said it out loud and the girlfriend was like please stop talking. <laughs> so. No, well, well, thank you. Like that that is that was the ultimate goal, and so you know. Uh, I, I appreciate that you appreciated that and 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 appreciate some of the choices that I and we as the team, all the, the people involved in making it, it made in trying just to, you know, to make it a, a little bit more realistic. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. though, of the team, I'm going to jump ahead. I got a couple questions here, obviously. Sure. They're just kind of very bare bones, but I'm going to try and breathe some life into them. Okay. Um, so you are the writer, director, producer of the film. You have a team. How did you find the experience of writing, producing, and directing your very first films? Uh, like, what were some of the challenges of maintaining a vision or a style? Um, maybe, like, what was the challenge of getting certain scenes or actors to produce what you were aiming for? Sure. So, <clears throat> it's funny because everything everything falls under budgetary restriction. So, in my mind's eye, and I think that mm-hmm. that's the job of the director is to like surround yourself with really good, talented people and then articulate your vision. Um, in my yep. mind's eye, everything that I envisioned wasn't expressed in the film. Um, but that, oh. that being that being said, that, that, that was a budgetary concern. That being said, I, I am happy with like the ultimate outcome. But um, I, there were how how did i find the experience i i love the writing process i really like that and i love okay. the i love yeah. the production process i actually really enjoy every step the the writing process is great passing it around to my friends letting them like destroy it so to make improvements yeah uh then the pre-production process really breaking down the script talking about locations and how much things are going to cost finding props finding all the people that are going to be involved location scouting uh, securing the location, building the sets, uh, you know, um, talking with like the, the makeup artist and how we're going to like, it, how we envision certain things and how we're going to execute on those, um, discussing things. Dan Button was the cinematographer on this and uh, amazing, mm-hmm. to, absolutely amazing to work with and just like collaborating with him on like shot composition and uh, what angles we're going to use and especially being, but I did find the found footage uh genre a little bit confining because you have to oh really yeah um i mean i think i initially i thought it was going to be a little bit more liberating 
but um, you have to really focus on continuity. I mean, you would do that with with any movie film being made, but even more so. Uh, and some yeah. of the some of the issues that arise are are just like pet peeves of mine. Even though I, people have watched it and and don't even notice them. But again, that's just me having seen all the the footage you know a thousand times over and being critical of it but um yeah but it was a lot of fun too in the editing process being able to um edit certain portions i, I mean i could explain some to you and and you you've seen it so you'd understand where there was an edit that looks yeah absolutely seamless and that I'm, a, I'm i'm proud of because the fact that people don't notice it is that means you did a good job <laughs> so You'll have to tell me which part that is. Um, well, two come in, two come into to mind uh, immediately. There's a, there's a scene. Okay, so when the um, Connor Floyd, who uh, plays Luke, he's walking through the hallway yep. on campus and he's and he's talking to camera. Um, he yep. passes off the camera to Jesse Howland, who is playing Steve, um, and it kind yep. of just like. It, it hits him in the stomach while he's passing it off. Well, that there's a cut right there uh, that a lot of people don't notice. Really? Yeah, but the uh, the better of the two that are that come to mind is just the very next scene there in the classroom, and you know uh, Luke's you know being a little pervy with with Natalie, uh, played by Rachel Clark mm-hmm. Spear. Um, they they whip the camera uh, onto <clears throat> onto Luke. And during that whip, there's a, there's a cut there, and it's just like it's absolutely seamless. But I definitely liked because that was kind of a long take. I liked the first half of that, and I liked the second half of that. So it's just about merging those together. But unless I ever mention it, nobody ever knows it happens, and it's amazing. If you go frame by frame, it's really hard to find the cut too. Oh yeah, and I mean with those scenes in particular, you wouldn't be looking for them. So the fact that you merge those together, that congrats, good job there. Thanks. That uh, I wouldn't have seen those. I did notice one thing, mm-hmm. like I did notice some stuff, but it wasn't um, <laughs> more on an error perspective. There are some things that we noticed, but it wasn't so much in the actual filmmaking process. It wasn't in the directing. It was more in the special effects. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We did notice some stuff. Tell me about them. Let's let's talk about them. I love this. Okay, yeah, because like I did take film when I was in university, so I I I cannot help but um, break shit down when I'm watching it. Oh yeah. Um. So in in the interrogation scene, I guess Mm -hmm. um, between the um, I don't know who he was, the attorney general or whatever, uh, and the um, cartel there. Right. Right. The um. So this is like if everybody listening hasn't heard by now, like there's huge spoilers here. We're going to be definitely talking Uh about this film. Yeah, (laughs) Um, (laughs) huge spoilers. I should have said something. So now that you know, anyway. So when the uh, the cartel, like the the butcher there, cuts off um, this guy's hand, Uh and that that already was a cool special effects. And I'm definitely going to touch on that a bit more. I want to ask you about that. Cool. The blood goes all over the uh, his pants, <laughs> yeah. And then they switch to the next scene, and it's not, not there. there. And then they switch again, and it's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are definitely some. Yeah. Th- so things... I, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this. Oh yeah, a, a million times. Um, there's yeah. Oh, so yeah, spoiler alert. And then you're you're gonna talk about like let's you're gonna also hear my criticisms. So like it's just funny because there's there's things, especially now that it's out, and and you're not obviously not changing anything. There's like there's things like. Um, 
uh, a clothesline clip. I forget, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. That is that is like attached to uh, the same character uh, played by Circus Zalewski, um, and mm-hmm. uh, there's, I mean, shit. That I, I feel like his clothing should have probably been been a little bit more disheveled. <laughs> It looks, they look pretty crispy to have been, you know, had his ass beat for like, you know, over the course of however many hours um, or days. Exactly. Um, So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's definitely some things that are where I'd been like, shit, I wish I had, you know, focused on that a little bit more. Um, But again, that's just me being my own worst critic. If you can look past that, I I think still the scene came out pretty good. I thought it came out pretty good. (laughs) I liked it. Oh, no. It it turns out great. Mm -hmm. And it's tough. It's tough, right? The more you have to keep watching something, it's it's not comparable. But when I'm just doing my podcast, for example, the more I'm listening to it or listening to it after it's done, I hate it. Like, I can't can't listen to it. You listen to it like once or twice and you pick up the stuff you need to change or learn from and then you're like, all right, we're done with that. We're moving forward. (laughs) Right, right. So true. Um, but yeah, there was, um, the, the special effects were, were definitely fun. I mean, like we didn't use like a, some, some crazy post-production VFX, you know, house. So, uh, even those were kept to a minimum and we tried as much as possible because I appreciate this to use practical effects, you know? Well, yeah, I was going to ask you mm-hmm. about that because yeah. I noticed that all, almost all the effects were CGI for both like blood even the cigarette smoke right uh, that was that was like they're all i mean for a trained eye like it doesn't kill the immersion you can tell like they're cgi so i was wondering like there and you were just kind of saying it like was it implemented out of time more so or cost um more or so both? more so the cost and everything but it's also it was yeah. like we weren't gonna have um manuel soro who played uh javi smoke you know fucking yeah. all day on set <laughs> so because <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't smoke <laughs> at all so um yeah, yeah to, to to do multiple takes uh but so i mean that that was just a choice um and let's see there someone like the um when sam skolnick who plays the uh, quint he's getting you know massacred by uh by el verdugo the, the hitman mm-hmm. um yeah that yep yes we ch- we decided not to throw you know uh can't like uh cinema blood onto the uh lens of the red so but I, yeah. yeah so i mean I yeah appreciate that. So, some of some of the some of the choices are just were are are practical not in the sense that they're practical effects but just practical that they just made the most sense uh for us at the time yeah, exactly. Yeah, practical in that sense for yeah. sure. Do you like how it looked at the end though? Like uh, it, they're all kind of small, so that you're not like really too focused on them. Yeah, I mean, um, the hand, the uh, I mean, I should fucking release some of these behind the scenes. Like the the hand getting chopped off was just like one of the best moments on set because it was just, it. I mean, I like the way that turned out ultimately, and I don't, yeah, I don't, no, it was I, perfect. I don't think people are expecting it to happen. So the fact that when it does happen, um, unless you're going back to rewind, you, I, I mean, if you can, if you went frame by frame, you can definitely see where the, the prosthetic and the real hand kind of, uh, change. Um, oh, yeah. but I, I, ultimately I did like the way it came out, but just, yeah, on set, that was just, it was such a fun 
uh, effect to to shoot um and it was it was like one of the best memories of 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 shooting because it looks it absolutely looked when we were shooting it looked so fucking ridiculous so i mean uh, so my perspective on it is almost of it looks like such shit in while shooting for it to come out the way that it did i'm like so impressed but you know nobody else having that frame of reference might just look at it and be like okay that was that was good <laughs> but it wasn't like yeah, amazing yeah. you know what i mean but to me that was just yeah. like wow okay at least at least it didn't turn out like fucking shit you know <laughs> which it totally had <laughs> yeah, the potential exactly. to do so i was i was i was pleased with that absolutely yeah no i mean i i didn't like notice it per se but like it it seemed pretty flawless to me and like totally agreeing with you like good is always better than bad so <laughs> take yeah. what you can get <laughs> right right um uh what was i gonna say here oh right so we're talking about the effects we uh-huh. talked about the film here we're we're getting deep into it yeah let's get what let's dive what's what spurred the idea for the film like were there any inspirations that you had when you were like writing it or kind of like like tonal styles that you were like thinking of you you know what's really funny so um this is the fourth uh, well, actually, it's the third podcast interview that I've done uh, with respect to the film. Oh, really? With the, yeah, with respect for the film. But there was a review um, that, that likened the film, <clears throat> and it was on, on a podcast, to Judgment Night. Did you ever see that? It's with Jeremy Piven. It's with Emilio Estevez. Uh, fuck, I forget some of the other people. Uh, Dennis Leary is in it. Um, and it's yeah, a, and it's sounds a, good, it, but no. It, it actually really is good. It came out in the '90s. It's these these guys. They're headed to like a hockey game or something. They have like, and they're in this like luxury uh, RV, and they to mm-hmm. to beat the traffic, they get off at an exit in a really seedy part of town, and while driving yeah. around, they witness a murder. And Dennis Leary and his gang. I know Dennis Leary just doesn't come across as like a real bad guy, but in the, in this film, he does play one, and, and he does it really well. Um, you know, he, he has to kill the witnesses. And I was like, you know what? Oh. You know what's funny? Growing up, I'm not even kidding. As a kid, I used to watch that movie like non-fucking-stop. I love that fucking movie. And I encourage you no and your shit. listeners to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. But I'm I'm absolutely telling you, it, it unless it was subconscious, that it wasn't like the inspiration to make this, though the storyline is very similar. And it's just, it's. I mean... I just, it's one of those things where you, you hear all the time and it's so true. It's like, there are no new stories. You know what I mean? It's like, you can, you just take, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can like put new spins on it, put like a new, a new skin on, on the, on the film. But the story pretty much is the same, the same. And and you actually see that. I mean, like when you, when you, when you talk about like character arcs, I mean, every story essentially is the same when you really dumb it down so that wasn't surprising it was just surprising to act to hear somebody else say oh i liken it to this movie which is something that i never made the connection to but i I actually appreciate that connection um what was the inspiration again it was like i wanted to give uh, i wanted to give the the characters in the in the in the in the movie um a reason to be filming and you know mm-hmm. what would they have possibly seen to to put them in this type of situation so it kind of just evolved from there interestingly what's very very strange is i wrote this prior to an incident occurring in mexico it just so happened that 
after I wrote this, maybe a year later, there were three film students in Mexico who were abducted and killed by a drug cartel found in vats of Actually, acid. Did you? I mean, have, did you read that or hear about that? Like, it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I mean, I, I to be fair, I, I don't go searching for news too much. Just whatever <laughs> comes on like Twitter feed or Reddit. But sure. like, it does sound very familiar. I just, I, I don't, I haven't, I don't have the fondest memory of that. Obviously, it's not something I'd want to be thinking about. Sure, sure. But that's crazy. That, that that's. But it was, yeah, it was just like life imitating art or art imitating life. And it was just, it was yeah, just odd sure. that, that something that, again, I thought was fairly original is not, <laughs> it's not even original in real life. So <laughs> Not anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Um, so, so yeah, I mean that, that, that was the inspiration just came from, you know, making just like a practical uh realistic premise more more so than Mm -hmm. anything oh that's that's awesome like i i was just awestruck like this is just a sidebar here i was just awestruck like like i said the girlfriend and i were talking about it we're still talking about it we enjoyed it um but where i was coming from was Uh that like this is your first film this is something you wrote you produce you direct it and it wasn't awful and it turned out great. So the fact <laughs> that like, you. Do, you, do you know what I mean though? Yeah. Like it, it's hard to fathom that like as somebody who took like film theory and like totally like has a, just a drawer full of unfinished like screenplays, I could never even fathom doing that. And you don't really understand like the actual um, effort, I guess, the time and energy that it would take to craft something like that, the planning. And so on that perspective, I appreciated the film a lot more. I think that gave it a lot more bonus points. Definitely, which definitely appreciate I, that. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, um, I, I I do want to say something interesting, and uh, and I don't know, maybe we can dive into this a little bit. I, I mean, I I hate to make it sound like there's some like deep, you know, like uh, examination of anything. You know, it's it's a movie for your entertainment. It's on VOD, and you know, it's something that you can watch on a, you know, a Tuesday or, you know, in the background while you're, you know, working on something else. That's, that's the oh, way I'm I, very I, I, much, I, I do I'm that very all the much time. of that movement. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I would like to say that, um, it's funny. One of the criticisms, criticisms that I have got is that it was very misogynistic and I'm just like, oh. when, when I, when, no, but the funny thing is when I heard that, I was just like, okay, it, it is. And it totally went over your head because um, it, it's funny, the, the, all the, all the, everybody in the production can attest to this. We had a, uh, had a read through dinner. And one of the first things that I said is that <clears throat> I, I kept it, this was in 2017, late 2017, when kind of like, you know, the wheels were turning and I kept hearing this, mm-hmm. this term about, um, toxic masculinity being thrown around. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's actually what the the story is about it's it's kind of an examination of that so if you look at the characters or this is what i hope hope came through in the in the script at least uh, maybe so in the in the movie but um there's a spectrum so we have quint and luke who are friends uh i mean the first thing that they say is it's it's kind of like setting up what the entire movie is about is they're talking about uh girls and you know, yep. Luke is yep. is saying, you know, you didn't score with this one. He's using a lot of like sports analogies, sports terminology to describe. Yeah, you it know, was game. Yeah, it, it's it, yeah, it's a game to him. 
Whereas Steve is like, you know, um, sleeping with every girl on campus is not something that I aspire to. So that's the real yeah, exactly. that's the real dialogue that they're having in that scene. Obviously, it's kind of on the nose. They're 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 saying it out out loud, but that also is supposed to translate throughout the entire entire movie because like the they're both Steve and Verdugo, um, who is the the hitman for the cartels. They're both essentially going after Natalie, the the girl, mm-hmm. you know. But Verdugo is the absolute epitome epitome of toxic masculinity. He's a fucking murdering rapist. You know what I mean? So, and Steve on the other (laughs) yeah, and Steve on the other hand is at the (laughs) at the very other end of the spectrum where he's like kind of passive, just like you know, like throughout the setup, which uh, I will be the first to admit is is extremely long um, throughout the setup you're like <laughs> yep. you're like it's more of like a construction of the relationship between steve and luke and steve and natalie um so you can see yep. that develop and then at the at the halfway mark that's when they actually enter into the warehouse and the shit goes down but again it's it's kind of an examination of toxic masculinity and we see who ultimately wins out so i mean that's yeah. that that was the ultimate purpose of it um I mean, I wasn't trying to make some fucking statement piece either, but that is the underlying <laughs> subtext of the movie, of the script. And it's it's funny how that's and I don't it's not surprising, but it's just funny how that has gone over the heads of some people as though it was my intentions to write something that was just like me being a pig. It's like, no, right. There's a purpose right. behind it. Um and, and so, I mean, anything that you make, especially with a movie, I, I do think there needs to be a little bit of purpose behind there, even if it's supposed to be fun. It's like, what is it really about? And that's like going into like, yeah. you know, some deep fucking like, you know, film studies course in, at college or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I just wanted that to be out there as well. Well, I was going to ask you about that, that final kind of scene, because when it happened, uh, for our sensitive listeners out there, you might want to cover your ears, but when the female, <laughs> when the, the girl lead is um, unfortunately raped in that scene, I was like, oh my, oh my goodness, like, why did we include that kind of, uh, kind of a scene? Because I wasn't looking at it from this perspective that you just said, and I wasn't like hurt, I wasn't going to start picketing, but I just was not expecting it. And sure. um but I, I didn't really like play it from like the basically like the liberal good guy to the basically pig misogynist character, like two sides of, of the spectrum type thing. Um, so that's like really interesting that way. Um, Definitely. There's two yeah, sides to the, spe- to, to the spectrum. But if you'd notice, too, I feel like the the or the, the intent was all the male characters in the in the movie are on the spectrum. So a guy like Luke, mm. he's not the fucking rapist but he's also not like the passive one he's kind of like right in the middle you know what i mean so um so it's it's yeah it's it's kind of like that discussion yeah and then when it comes to to the rape scene i also wanted it to like again not i'm not saying that it's like you know rah rah female empowerment but i definitely wanted to give natalie some agency so steve spoiler alert you know knocks verdugo out uh, and gets her gets him off of her, but he's the one that's getting his ass beat in the last scene. He's the one on the floor struggling while she's like, you know, 
on his back, Ramming you know, him. trying to take him down oh, yeah. and, and ultimately kills him. <laughs> yeah, and strangling. So, so yeah. she, she's the one that, that, you know, takes him out, and she also takes out uh, um, Javi in the end as well. So, you know, like... Well, and, <clears throat> go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, and thank, and thank God for that, because that final scene, mm-hmm. and it's nothing against you. It's just I find it's something that happens a lot in the genre. It's like, oh, we haven't really solved the issue, but let's take a moment to reflect, or let's take a moment to celebrate instead of, like, getting the fuck out of the scene. Right. And like where you're like screaming at the TV, like kill him, like like kick him in the head or something, like kill him or like turn on the fucking car and leave. Right. right. So when she actually shoots both of the guys, it's like, thank fucking God, because like I was going to like lose my shit if nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, I'm so, glad, yeah, it I'm does. It, it adds credence. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's like that was kind of the purpose of it. And yeah, so wanted to like, you know not make the even though i mean ultimately she is the she's the victim but you know let her get her her moment as well and exactly hopefully that was achieved um were there any other things that you noticed (laughs) i'm leading (laughs) i'm i'm leading to something here No, nothing like I mean, I noticed like little things, but I was like purposely like not writing them down because yeah. I just wanted to hear your perspective. Cool, cool. But um, they're like, I mean, uh, what was the one thing? The car <laughs> is a weird nitpick. Uh-huh. But were those the actual car keys? The, they were because we were looking at them. They were. Actu- we were looking at them. They look like shed keys. Yeah, they're they car were keys. Actual okay. car so key- then I, they were actual car keys. Then- yes, they were. Yeah, they were. Um, God, then I have nothing. um, No, I was just wondering if you were, if you had any like concern or like, what was on the paper. I've only, I've only had like, one person ask me that, and I thought that was uh, that would have annoyed the shit out of me, and I did it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) To to be perfectly honest, when she looked at the paper and looked back at it, and my girlfriend and I were like, "What?" and she's like, "What's it say?" and it's like that I'm a stupid fucking idiot for not turning on the car, (laughs) (laughs) right? Something. I mean, it's it's just it's. I think that's I think that's funny. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not. not So what does it say? You're not going to tell me. I'm not going to tell you. No. It's, uh, I know, I know, but I, I, maybe it'll make the list. But there was something on it. Oh, absolutely. And I wonder oh, if, I, I wonder if, uh, it, it'll ever be known. Cause I mean, we know it was on, on set. It, it cracked my, I was fucking laughing hysterically, but I don't know. Maybe it would encourage somebody <laughs> to reach out to one of like the actors and find out. But I, I like oh, that, yeah, I like that sure. little secret. It's fun. Yeah, listeners, if you uh, if you uh, are inclined, please uh, do the work for me. Do the digging for me. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, but jumping ahead. back though, mm-hmm. before we get going, I'm totally of that same camp. Like when I took film, and you're like watching a scene, and it's like the airplane comes from the left or the right of the screen and flies into the left, and you're like your your professor stops and be like, can you see? like the male gaze how phallic this is and it's just like it's a fucking airplane like there's nothing (laughs) about this like sometimes and like there's a couple directors who've gone on be like i shot the fucking movie because it's a movie and it's like there's nothing in it so like you can always add context but sometimes it's unnecessary like sometimes just take it as face value and enjoy the entertainment absolutely and i do feel like there's definitely some directors who have benefited from you know people really diving in and they're just like 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm this mastermind when it was like what you just said. It was like, no, we would just shop that and you're reading way too into it. But uh, uh, if you want to believe that, I'll, I'll just run with it. I mean, that's probably what they're thinking in their head. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I really th- we really thought about that in pre-production. You know, we were, we were thinking about every scene and, and when, every little subtle nuance during edi- editing. <laughs> especially if you're looking at something and you're like, oh, well, this doesn't make a lot of sense or this isn't that entertaining or um, nothing's happening here. It's just only human for you to be like, oh, there's got to be something deeper here. They right. must be alluding to this. Right, right. And I find that happens in so many scenes where just unless it's spoon fed to you, if like somebody just shot a, like a 24 hour hour like time lapse of a cereal box with the sun fading on it they'd be like like commercialism is like the key to existence at this point and you can see that very clearly it's like no it's probably just they're just fucking around with the camera and they put it in the film like sometimes you know it is what it is i know i i see that and think about that all the time like uh i i watched fairly recently like mandy and oh yeah i I, I thought it was I, i mean it was visually entertaining but so, I mean, yep. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I just, I just didn't get it. Like, I didn't get the, the, the tiger. I was just thinking parts of it I, I didn't get. <laughs> but I mean, um, I mean, huge, huge following, and and I tot- I totally understand. Oh, I mean, yeah. some people just like drool over that. I mean, for me, just give me, you know, a, a little bit more simpler. I don't want to like, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm down for a good art film. Mm-hmm. I'm good for something that's like visually stimulating. But for that film, for whatever reason, I just could not get into it. I think I might even fell asleep twice throughout it <laughs> really? and woke back up. It's 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 and it has long. nothing to do with it. But yeah. yeah, it has nothing to do with the quality of the film. It's just like if there's too much happening, and there's the those there's the opposite side of this like equation though, where people just add stuff for no reason. Like there is nothing that it actually adds to it, but they're trying to make you feel like there is. To be it's artsy not like, for the purpose of being artsy in, in, in a exactly, way. Exactly, for yeah. no fucking reason. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I felt that Mandy did that a lot because yeah. it was a lot of visual flair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for I sure. Know. I'm kind of, yeah. It's not when I watch again, for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What are, you, what are some of your, and if you have to bail, let, let me know. What are some of your like favorite, like, you know, horror genre thriller found footage that kind of, you know what do, what do you like because i'm always i'm always like, like films or just genres yeah, films like i i'm i'm well, a i'm a i just watch movies all the time so when, yeah. in, in my free time so well, i love hearing like you know something that i haven't seen well the episode i'm working on right now uh-huh. and the episode that i just released were all on perfect horror films okay and they're they're four films and two honorable mentions that's my style um, that I like bring up and then I have a bunch of like people that are either a in the industry that have their own podcast that are like horror themed artists to give their takes. Cool. But the ones that I would like say right now that I have on here, the one I'm working on right now before I called you, they're like borderline safe picks. Okay. Um, but I had the exorcist on there, which everybody needs to see at least once. I just saw whether it, you in like a, it or not. in a cemetery in Hollywood like two months ago. No I, shit. Yeah. You were at that? Oh, yeah. I got it. Oh, yeah. I saw Instagram posts for it. Yes. Oh, that's I, I cool. I love that. Yeah, so one of my favorites. Okay. Agreed. Very layered film. Very. I love a horror film that gives on a lot of levels mm-hmm. where it scares you because of real life dilemmas. Okay. Like I talk about in my episode with like, priest Karis, like father Karis, the real scare for that is just like the fact that you feel fucking useless in life yeah and that's more scary almost in the end than an actual demon possession right right um the another film that i have in there is the fly uh with jeff yes, goldblum absolutely Cronenberg's the fly 
Yes. Perfect. A lot of people don't give it a lot of credit or they acknowledge that it's there, but they don't really watch it because it's Jeff Goldblum, which I love that he's got it like a renaissance rate lately because uh, he's a very, he's a talented man. Absolutely. I mean, I like his apartments.com commercials. Um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, you know what? The, the, the scene that as a kid scared the shit out of me in that movie, which is just so odd. It's like, because it's just so unexpected. It's, it's funny because it's also like kind of the exorcist it's you're just looking at him and he's talking to uh you know i forgot his like love interest girlfriend in the in the film and you gina look at davis him and he just gina davis and he just vomits yeah every just, time it no, just comes just, right up yeah yeah just scares the shit out of me just like makes me jump out of my seat but yeah that's another great one. oh absolutely the, the part that gets me is the fingernail where he's oh like, am I dying? Yes. And he just pulls out just clean a fingernail. I'm like, good fucking God. Like, And there's so much more horrific stuff, but just like the simple body horror because that like in your mind, that could happen to me, yeah, right? And absolutely. it's like, that's, that's what freaks you right out. Um, and then I have less of a safe pick. Sure. I, I included The Witch. Did you okay. ever see yeah, that? Yeah, I love The Witch. It's really good. It's kind of like makes you feel like, isolated and claustrophobic uh i hate shit in the right. woods for some reason i don't know i guess like it's just like my i don't like brain, the woods you know so yeah, the, the woods are scary the woods uh, the witch is great absolutely the the reason why i included it and i do like that that's why i felt like i should like keep like waterboarding you with compliments kind of in the beginning <laughs> there was that when a film whether or not like i found with the witch when i watched it it mm-hmm. was um i was it was one of those films kind of like hereditary where it's an okay. art, more of an artsy horror film that is just overhyped. Like this is the next big one. This is like, for example, like the next exorcist, it's going to yeah. be like the big one and you go in and there isn't scares. And if there are, they're not consistent. They're not big. And then there's that like slow burn, which is like film for boring. Right. Right. It right. just kind of like courses through. And then there's that payoff at the end. And I was like, I was kind of let down. But it like it burrowed like this like little worm into my like brain and I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about it for like two weeks. Yeah. And then you watch it again with a different perspective and you're like, what was I fucking thinking? Like this is perfect. This is like the, one of the best films ever made. It, it really is. I love is. that with a horror film. It's it's yeah. a good one. And do you remember what your fourth one was? Oh, my fourth one. Yeah, it's um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the okay. original by Toby Hooper. Nice. Which uh, yeah. is supposed to Just... be some like uh, some um, like. It was supposed to like promote like veganism. Like that was Is it actually. That, I mean, that's what I, I've heard. I mean, there's some like fan theories that oh, it's supposed okay. to be like, you know. Um, I mean, it works. Yeah. It, it, absolutely. It's like, yeah, okay, I don't want to eat meat. Um, but yeah, I, I've heard that. I mean, who knows if it's true or not? I mean, that's something that's been floating around on the internet for a long time that, you know, like the. the it makes sense. It really does. But yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, there's some definitely, there's some good picks in there. Um, I. They're all safe bets. They, they all are. safe bets. They're, Absolutely. But yeah. it's like it, it's like you have uh, some supernatural. You have like a little sci-fi one in there. and uh, Oh, I dabble, yeah. Texas, that's kind of like, what is that, a slasher? I guess that would kind of fall in there. but uh, Like kind of. I would say it's like it borders on like more of a torture porn predecessor. Yeah, definitely. It's less of a slasher. Definitely. I don't uh, know. It walks that line for sure. I I gravitate toward you know what's interesting and I mean maybe this ha- is the reason why this like just came to mind is like why I wrote the first one which was kind of in the creature feature space was love Jaws and maybe it's like I just oh. like like Steven Spielberg I love Jaws and arguably 
I still argue this, and some people just like will absolutely adamantly disagree. But Jurassic Park like fucking changed my life, you know. And yeah, I, I saw that. I, I think it. I, I think it falls into the horror category. I really do. Like if you if you look at like some of like the uh, okay. I, am I am I is it now for time for me to make the argument that it does? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I'm interested to see where you're coming from though. Like I definitely can see it, but I mean it's a stretch. But I'm all ears. Go ahead. No, um, I mean, well, you can take Jaws, you can take Predator, you can take Jurassic Park. It's the same. Do you do you include Predator in that category of a horror though? I I I would. Okay, so like, oh really? They, they, yeah, I, I would. See, I'm already of a different mindset. Okay. Um, I, I, okay, this is what I feel like a horror kind of like the what makes a horror film. It's like you have to put a character into an isolated situation and there's some uh, uh, something, um, whether it be, you know, natural, supernatural, um, that is that there's a there's a and a possibility of impending doom death Mm -hmm. um so i mean very very like broad i guess so that maybe that's so maybe i'm kind of cheating no i see where you're coming from though but yeah i mean it's like that uh, what do they call it? it's like monster in the house kind of thing you know yep yep so i mean put people on an island you can't get away from an island and there are literal monsters on the island uh is it a horror? I don't know. Maybe I, I think I tend to think it is. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It, it's a broad spectrum. I always argue, God, I would argue more. And it goes back to what we were kind of talking about earlier. Like Jurassic Park to me is more of a thriller kind of a vibe where it doesn't fully cross over into horror territory. Sure. Um, same. I feel with like Predator. Predator to me is more of an action movie that has some scary parts. It's not necessarily horror. I I always, it's always kind of included in that camp. But it's mm-hmm. also too when you bring up Alien, for example, or the Aliens franchise. Right. It's we're kind of stepping over into sci-fi here. They're scary. The first movie is is a is a haunted house movie, Absolutely. whether you want to admit it or not. And people don't really think of it come to mind. Like if you ask them what is the scariest horror film or like the most classic. You might get a couple Universal monster movies like Frankenstein or Dracula. You'll probably get The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw. But not too many people, I feel, would bring up Alien. And I think it's just because once you have your foot in a couple different genres mm-hmm. and it's not fully leaning into one, it's hard to recognize that as that. I mean, now I'll probably look at Jurassic Park more so in a horror lens to see where I've been going wrong. Um, but Predator is one I'd never include it. But I do think it's funny you mentioned that you like Jurassic Park and you like Jaws because those are the two um, that Steven Spielberg movies that I absolutely think are beyond overrated. And I'm not going to tell you that you can't like them. (laughs) I just think they are they are just kind of like overblown for the most part. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Like they definitely hold up. Are his better ones like Munich? What do you think are his better ones like Munich or something or like a Schindler's List? Uh, well, Schindler's List, Jesus, I mean, that's, that's not yeah. even, that's a, <laughs> that's a happy movie. Right. Um, but, uh, for example, I always really enjoy, I think E.T. is like a, one of his better films sure. that like doesn't get a lot to- talked about as much. Um, Close Encounters with a Third Kind, I think is Absolutely. even better than all three of those. Um, what is an, uh, another one that he did? Uh, it's hard because anytime I think of Spielberg, 
because he there was a time there where he put his name on everything yeah. even if he was just producing it right so like i'll often like i'll often jump to gremlins even though it's joe dante or i'll jump to back to the future even though it's Semecus. right but um <laughs> in terms of horror i don't really know what else he did other than jaws duel maybe <laughs> yeah uh no yeah it's a it's this is a, this is a conversation that i have with friends all the time <laughs> so no yeah, like I, I can't think of anything he did like it's not i can't say like the post is a better movie than jaws because it's not but like <laughs> i just find that like jaws sometimes is a little overrated yeah i don't know bridge of spies or something um anyway yeah for sure Bridge of spies <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, but I, I definitely agree with your choices. Like, Exorcist, amazing. Fly, amazing. The Witch, absolutely amazing. I do dig Baba Duke. Baba Duke's a good one. Oh, um, yep. I, it was a close contender. I had between, before I put The Witch, it was going to be, it was between, because I wanted a newer one, it was between The Witch, Baba Duke, and It Follows. Oh, It Follows. I actually, you know, and it's funny, I just watched uh, uh, Under the Silver Lake didn't really care for it too oh much. how was that uh to be honest i just didn't really care for it too much i mean oh really yeah. it's on my list i haven't gotten to it yet get to it watch it and see if see if i mean you know again everything's so subjective but uh i, I really, oh yeah I, I really wonder like uh i really wonder how other people feel about that i mean i just yeah didn't care for it too much i felt like it was one of those those what we were just talking about it was artsy to be artsy and oh it follows yeah. uh no not it follows yeah under the silver oh lake. uh under the silver lake yeah, yeah. it follows absolutely love it 100 percent. oh really but it's, the same, it's the same i'm only bringing it up because it's the same director oh is it is this film that under the silver is it is it um Forgot like his it. earlier work or his second work it's his second yeah i i forget his name oh but, uh, yeah that's why that's why I brought yeah it up. i'm not um, but yeah, it follows absolutely amazing. I saw it actually. I got to see like um, they they released it in a few cities, and and fortunately, I'm I'm in Los Angeles, so uh, I got to see it. Uh, you know, really early release. You know, because yeah. it was getting a lot of like hype online, and so I saw it like at a midnight showing of it, and I was just like, this is this Ooh. is great. It was it was just like it was a fresh take on the genre, and it was so good. I I really liked that movie because still being in university when it came out, I'm pretty sure it was like the final year for me that I was still in university. Mm -hmm. um, it was very divisive. People either thought it was overblown mm -hmm. or boring or people were like absolutely enthralled with it or like me, like liked the movie a lot, but thought the soundtrack is what absolutely just took it to the next level. Right. And you just had just lots of discussion and I find horror and sci-fi are like probably the two best genres for that. Yeah. So you can't really argue uh, like how big like an explosion is in a horror in, a, in an action movie and like talk about it like <laughs> you're there for one reason but with like a horror movie you can be like I really like that they did this or I thought it was stupid that they did this and you have tons of time to discuss right. and I think that movie was why I kind of didn't include it because it was a little too divisive I thought whereas the witch was either you're gonna I guess it's also divisive I know people that don't like that movie either but I found less people didn't like the witch so that's why i included it on my list interesting yeah well i am in the camp of i liked it i, I dug like the little aspects about it i mean this this is like the the I, I i can't really like i try to enjoy them but i'm just like you know checking out little details all over the place but like the, even the it's hard like, to turn it off 
Yeah, the like the clamshell device that they have, where they're she's like uh, one of the characters is read constantly reading. What is it? It's like it's yeah. like it looks like a little. Yeah, exactly. What is it? Because it's like a yeah. piece of technology obviously doesn't exist. So, and then like, I think some <laughs> of uh, like, and then the cars, I mean, they're like from the seventies and then you have this clamshell thing that's a little bit futuristic. So it just like, I don't know. It's just like little interesting choices that kept you, kept you engaged. Um, but the story, yeah, I thought it, the story It's like a good. dream. Yeah, exactly. It oh, really the story is. was great. Yeah. I, I always, I do always enjoy a film like that where it's just like, you feel almost firmly planted in reality, except it's not. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you, just, yeah. you still have like the jock that is with her and that he's in like his Letterman jacket and they're going to the theater almost like it's like the early 60s or like late 50s. And then they yeah. come out to like 1970s vehicles and then they're in like almost an early 2000s vibe once they like leave that town. It's just all over the place, but you almost don't pay any mind to it upon like a first viewing. Right, right. But yeah, I've, I've watched that 10 20 times it's it's really good it's one that i i go back to i i enjoy it so i understand why you're grappling with you know possibly including that into your final four yeah yeah i mean if i ever make another episode it's it's just gonna go in there because yeah. just talking about it right now i've realized what a mistake i've made <laughs> but uh <laughs> i uh i think i still had a couple more questions if you're cool Shoot. with that yeah i'm totally cool with that by all means so we kind of been talking about it. You said you're a horror buff. This is just a quick question. Sure. Um, typically, what kind of like films do you gravitate to? Like, are you just like all over the board? You just like, or film is film, and like I'm pulled to what I'm pulled to, or is there like a couple genres that you usually pick out of? I am all over the place. I really think I am. I mean, like, geez, everything from doc. I like what I like, you know. But documentaries yep, I hear that. to, to fo- even foreign, um, I think there's some cool things yep. going on, you know, outside of, uh, I, I consider Canada part of like the domestic territory. Um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do, I tend to gravitate toward horror, but I like action. I like, I, it's weird. I like comic. It's funny because some people at, sometimes ask me like, what's your favorite movie? And it's really hard. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, pick hard. a pick a genre, and I'll try to give you a couple. Of, I, and I think they're asking that question. It's always I'm always trying to figure out what the purpose of the question is. Like, I can't put like stake out one, uh, put a stake into into one movie that I, I like above all others. But I think what they're trying to do is just to get your, you know, to see if we agree, to see if we like have the the same tastes in movies. So I'll, I'll throw out some, oh, some stuff that I like. So like. One that I like, I, I I have my consideration for a good movie is one that I'm willing to watch again. Like I'll give anything a watch one time, um, and mm-hmm. I might enjoy it. But like if I really like it, I will watch it again and again and again, and, and I find new stuff that I I, I enjoy. So um, mm-hmm. weird. I like I really really like Django Unchained. That that is Quentin okay. Tarantino's best film ever. Like people can say Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They don't know what they're talking about, in my opinion. It's Django Unchained, hundred percent. I really Ooh. like Sicario, not the not the second yeah. one, the original. Love it. Oh, I never saw the second one. Yeah, the first yeah. one was good. Uh, really enjoyed that. Like again, uh, I'm. But and then there's just there's just too many to pick. Like yeah, I like Jurassic Park. I like Aliens. I like I. I but then you, and then once you uh, start like watching movies, you start gravitating toward, um, 
toward director's work. I love Gone Girl, oddly, um, but Fincher's amazing. Um, I yeah, I loved Gone Girl. Yeah. I don't know. Was that like not a popular opinion? I, I thought it was great. It, it was I funny. Stop I, watching it. I went there not and i tend to do this like when i see something in like a trailer that i i like you know i'll try to watch the trailer once and i'm like okay it piqued my interest that's all i need to know i will go usually opening night uh to watch it because i like to go in with a clean slate my and formulate my own opinion you know um so i yeah i try to avoid reviews and everything I went into Gone Girl never having read the book, never having even heard of the material as like a, you know, like a date night movie. So I thought I was just like, you know, going along with my girlfriend and we're going to watch something. I enjoyed it. I was enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I was enjoying it. It was like this, you know, mystery. Um, But when she fucking sliced his neck, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And from (laughs) then on, I was just like, wow, that's amazing. But it's it's definitely up there it's definitely up there i absolutely enjoy it but i I say that because like and that's just me being me i I was like you know because i I always could i would consider it on at face value like kind of like one of those date movies like how to lose a guy in 10 days or something like that but it's it's not it just isn't Mm -hmm. so no nope no yeah that's it's interesting i'm a big fincher guy myself we uh the girlfriend and i like last year just burnt through all of his films like we watched one like probably every other night just to go through his whole filmography cool um but but gone girl was like one of those bigger films for him Mm -hmm. and so i remember when it came out everybody like same as you i also didn't read the book i don't know I'm, i'm not a big reader i find a lot of people that are big filmies they don't uh like film buffs they don't read too too much i'm um, in that camp <laughs> yeah. oh i should like i know how but i, I don't <laughs> yeah. exercise it but <laughs> um but i didn't watch the book either but people were like talking about it talking about it and in order to like enjoy it i had to almost stop talking with people i didn't read the book i let it die down and then i watched it on netflix about like two years later when okay. it finally came on Nice. And then I, I couldn't stop watching it. Because I'm the same way as you, where I find especially now more so, if I'm looking forward to something or something has like piqued my interest from either like a teaser or an article I read, then I go in clean. I don't watch anything. I like avoid it like the plague. And then I go in like opening night or at least in the first couple of days so I can like get a like just enjoy it all on my own. Form right, right. all my opinions on my own. It makes a huge difference. Uh, yeah, it absolutely does. I, 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 Yes. And, and I, and I, I give what I expect when somebody asks me, what do I think about something that's like out, you know, that's like current. I'll be like, yeah, we let's yeah. talk, go see it. And then we'll talk about it. Even if I don't like it, I still yeah. encourage him to see it. Like, yeah. For you example, don't want to put your opinions on people. Yeah. I mean, I kind of did that with, uh, under the silver lake, but I'm still encouraging you definitely watch it <laughs> yeah. and then see where I'm coming yeah. from if I'm crazy or not. So yeah. Oh, I did have to, um, just burn another like leg of our friendship bridge okay uh, fine because you said that you <laughs> i'm sorry but i got it <laughs> uh the girlfriend would definitely be on your team but i am not of the same camp i don't get me wrong i think Django is up there uh-huh. i i'm not i i do like most people who get into film quentin tarantino is that gateway drug but yeah. i don't like like my nose isn't brown if you get what i mean i'm not yeah. like saying everything he does under the sun is amazing i've kind of grown past that um not saying he makes bad films but i'm not going to praise every one of them i think still his number one film is inglorious bastards okay it still beats it django i think django is probably like my number two but okay. i think inglorious bastards 
I can watch that probably like once a month. That's Dude, too can, much. I could probably watch it at least twice a year. I can live with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still buds. Um, no, yeah. Glorious Bastards definitely up there. I mean, I am starting to appreciate, uh, which it's interesting how he's like made this, uh, this transition into like retelling, uh, mm -hmm. history. Reimagining you know I mean? like past. Yeah. 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 Cause that wasn't how it was originally. And maybe that's what he always intended to do. But uh, you know, like Reservoir Dogs was like a, a micro budget film, you know? Um, so, mm -hmm. so maybe it was just like budgetary constraints, kind of the, the same idea like that I'm having, you know? Um, cause I do see <laughs> having bigger projects, but, yeah. um, what, what's interesting is that, the the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards, a hundred percent one of the best one of the best scenes I've ever seen. Oh. I mean, it's so suspenseful. Yeah. It's so suspenseful. I could watch that like over and over again, you know, and just like break it yep. down. Uh, I mean, but I, I do really enjoy the the movie also. But for me, uh, Django Unchained, I, I just thought like it's. I just love watching the hypocrisy of the antebellum South, and maybe like I, I could just be like saying this maybe it's kind of like a, a cultural thing in the sense that you're up to our nice neighbors to the north and i'm i'm in the states maybe that has something to do <laughs> yeah. with it a little bit i don't know perhaps but, yeah but yeah just like the hypocrisy there i thought like it was like comedic i loved the revenge i love the and and this happened in django i'm sorry in glorious bastards too you like watch this long movie and the payoff was was great i mean it's probably the last I think maybe 30 minutes where he's act, he's enacting his revenge. Um, yeah. Where, I mean, I'm jumping to something else where that didn't happen in once upon a time in Hollywood, which is why I don't, oh God. I don't really put that up there. Like not one of my favorites. Uh, like, no, you know, visually, I thought it was great visually, but I mean, I just, I expected a bigger payout, a payoff. I was, I was just talking to people about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was it. It was just the last 10 minutes. I was talking about somebody about that film and it was like, it was so hard to recommend that film because overall I didn't like it, but there were so many things in the film or scenes in the film that I thought were perfect. Right. But just overall that film was like a seven at the absolute most. And that's like being generous. I yeah. didn't care for it. Leonardo DiCaprio is like the main reason to see that film, but everything else was just meandering. Like it just didn't get to anything. And right. sometimes those films are great, but when they're almost three hours long, it's too long. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah. about Django, it's interesting. I mean, and this is just me because I like it. Um, I, I read the script. It's like 180 pages. And there's some scenes that got cut. Um, and I just wish they were put on <laughs> put to film. They're, they're not even going to be in like, they just never were shot. So it's not even like something that would be in a director's cut or like some Blu-ray, you know, extras or something. But I mean, just like it's it's a great. I, I thought it was a great read too, so I enjoyed it. Maybe that's maybe that's something they put in the graphic novel. Did you ever check that out? I have not, but now I need to. Thank you. This is yeah, why I like no having problem. conversations because now I have something else to buy on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they ever made a collected version. I would assume uh -huh. they did. I know I grabbed a couple of the copies when they came out. Right um, but it's it's interesting that you say that though because like I find. The Jang uh, that Django has too many times, and it's not to say that it's a bad movie because uh -huh. this is like a sidebar here. Like Return of the King also has this problem. I'm not going to say Return of the King is an awful movie because it's far from it, 
but without like inferring that like I am like closer to the characters um like for like I don't know like what you were like referencing like because it's like you have more of a tie because you're American as than I would for Canadian being a Canadian mm -hmm. I feel like it was just more so the thing that I was pulled out from it was that it took too long and that not that like I need the payoff right away but the movie felt almost like it was going to end like two or three times before it ever started getting towards the actual ending and that always throws me off from a film when you're starting to wrap up the pieces but it's like not done Agreed. I don't know I, I can I, yeah, I, I find that I can tell you like the scenes you're talking about because it does feel like that but the my little pushback on that would be at those points for me it was you know it was like wow i could see how i could see how you could wrap this up right now but i want more and then it delivered more and then it delivered oh, and, in that in in the more that it gave you know so uh, that's yeah. also why i appreciate it my thing is that like I, I was expecting more so then the feeling of it to start wrapping up my i'm almost like i'm clocking out my my <laughs> i don't know my amount i'm paying attention to the film at that point. right right i don't know we have really ventured off here <laughs> no that's, that's it's totally fun this is, this is the fun part um yeah and i'm sure uh, I, I don't know do you do you like just do it in long form or will you chop this up a bit what do you think I'm probably just going to do in long form, if anything. Sorry nice. for the listeners that are going to hear this. I'm just yeah. going to probably include this. Awesome. Um, but usually what I do, I've had a couple different interviews now on the show. Mm -hmm. And I find when I cut stuff, it sounds clunky. Gotcha. And I don't really like when I'm listening to a podcast where it's just like, so what do you think about that? Yeah, I really like it. And then like the next scene, the next like second is just like, so horror films because it's like oh they cut it right there right. i don't and, really you and know. then you got then you're yeah. wondering what were they talking about so now they'll know yeah I'm, what did they I'm say i'm asking if you're cutting it down <laughs> like did, did i sound like i had a lisp or like am i nasally here like are we good for time like i, I just <laughs> right. included in there like i i want the listeners to be like they're sitting here with me um one more thing i do want to talk about i actually sure. have a bunch of questions that aren't about your film so i hope sure. you're game for it just um, yeah. But one more question for the film. I do have a couple more, but this one I was interested in. The film opens. Well, it's not. It's not quite the opening. Like the yeah. opening. Well, you obviously know this is your film. Is like with the FBI agent with the blurred face, right. and then it goes to the nine one one call. And I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure, like the girlfriend and I agreed that that was the best part of the whole film. That was the part we enjoyed the most. What uh, What spawned that? Like, where did you come from when you were planning that out? Um, I mean, again, so, okay, there's, as you've seen it, so this is more for like the, the listening audience, there isn't like a huge body count. There, again, I, I, I say this, it's, it's thriller that like bleeds into horror. So, um, in, I wanted to, there to be like that inciting incident, the kind of the hook. Um, and mm -hmm. I thought that would be effective where, um, you know, film is show, don't tell, but I wanted to kind of play around with like, just let, I, it's one of those ideas where, you know, your, what, what's in your imagination is going to be worse than whatever I put on, on the screen. So for you to hear what's going on, um, you know, might pique your interest or you want to like hear, see the story and see what happens to her, you know, since you have listened to like the 911 call and you're kind of anticipating yeah. getting to that point. So that's, that's what kind of spawned that. And uh, I mean, hopefully that was effective. Um, 
it, that was absolutely that was, yeah. that was really fun shooting that too and it's it's interesting i mean kind of an aside but just like building that um the 911 operator recorded everything with there, there wasn't any like dialogue between uh rachel natalie uh and the 911 operator who was played by tiffany france like we hear her voice um so it's just funny to to have recorded those separately and then merge them oh, together that's cool. yeah and then just yeah. like you know the the having like the not the waveform but uh the whatchamacallit on, on the screen i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. the uh, uh the sound right yeah. right um so so that that was fun i wonder this is this is what's interesting and and i don't i'm not, not encouraging you to take another look at it but what was really fun is like obviously we incorporated a lot of um real news footage that kind of yeah. felt fell, fell with it within the, the story but if you do notice and this was just something uh that happened by coincidence um and it was uh, it was nice when when kind of made this discovery in the in the news footage uh the police are raiding a warehouse um in oh. o, in ode mesa which is a border town uh, uh on in, in the states uh that borders tijuana and it mm-hmm. is the same warehouse that we uh that we recorded too when we went down ode mesa we just we, no uh, shit. Yeah, it just so happened that this was the actual one that was in the 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 footage of the raid. So it kind of tied the story oh, together. Right. I mean, it's it's like a little piece that unless you're really paying attention, where you go, okay, because you know that that's like I believe there's like twelve images on that screen. So unless you're like paying attention to that one frame while the raid is happening, to put that together with when they actually when they when the uh, students. Um, go to the warehouse that it is the same warehouse in the news footage is I thought that was like pretty cool but that's a little tension to detail oh, that. that's awesome oh, I'm only gonna notice because I watched the thing 500 times you know <laughs> yeah I was gonna I was gonna ask if you had like edited any of them or had filmed something different to like mix in them because there was just such a huge collage of different stuff I was pretty impressed by that to be perfectly honest thank you um yeah I, I hope I, I wanted that and it's 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 interesting too because like uh and this is not me just like stroking my own ego it's just that i tried to incorporate it to make it interesting to incorporate like different like kind of formats to even though it's still within the found footage space because you get this like kind of documentary style at the beginning and then Mm -hmm. and then it leads to like you know kind of the handheld um, and then you have some surveillance cameras. So it's like, it, it's kind of a nod to the found footage genre that we, we incorporate all the different types of camera work that you would see in a found footage. I mean, you even break the fourth wall at, at a point, you know, um, yeah. again, as a nod. So I don't know, just like, those are like the little details that I liked and hopefully people will appreciate so I have two things because I was yeah. while I was listening to you, I was kind of like, I don't really have anything, but I'm just going to ask. So like you were talking about like the audio, how it was a hook and it definitely is a hook. Was that, was it, I don't know if like I'm, I, I really don't want to ruin your film. I want people to watch this thing, but is that <laughs> yeah. kind of like, um, and I don't mean like ruin it, like poke holes in it, but I don't want to like spoil every single goddamn right. detail. But um, when it says at the end there before, like, is it before or after the um, 911 transaction where it says like uh, the students recorded this film and mm-hmm. they, they paid the price with their lives? No one survived. Right. Does that 
is that like does witnesses come into play with like witness recovery then because huge spoiler please stop listening because the two live at the end right right so is that also does that also tie into it it's it's interesting you say that because and uh that has been that has been kind of a criticism that i've that i've gotten and i mean i i thought it was i thought it was kind of uh i think it's a simple explanation and this by design so this isn't me trying to just like cya um yeah it's Ver, verdugo the the hitman he, the, in the yep. last scene he's not there and it even says there's like a title card that comes up that says that he, he wasn't found yeah he wasn't found so d- leaves i'm just leaving the the door if i ever in my life want to revisit uh, this i'm leaving the door open that they can still die mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. Clever. so i mean like that, that that was the whole point and and spoiler alert witnesses too they die <laughs> i mean we've already established that. <laughs> so um yeah but uh i did hear that i mean like uh that it was a, a kind of a cheat because now you're expecting everybody to die and by the end they don't um but mm-hmm. i'm not i'm i'm not just it's it's absolute possibility that or it's they will <laughs> if i ever want to touch mm. it again you know, because oh, I thought like I was just being like, oh, my God, like witnesses, like not like them just witnessing like witness recovery. Like, God, Tyler, how are you so dumb? But now that I know this context. <laughs> yeah, a little like, different. Okay. But but then again, I could I could just pick up from where you're what you're putting down. And you're just like, yeah, that's what I meant the entire time. Yeah. Well, well yeah, that's, that's what you meant to do the entire time. Exactly. Yeah, obviously. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the last one here, before we get into some kind of different questions, I cool. realize I'm taking quite a bit of your time here. but No, you're uh, not. I, I carved out plenty of time for this. Don't even worry about it. It's, it's fine. I'm, right. I'm alone Perfect, at home. Sent, I sent my girlfriend away. She's she's watching the uh, her niece and two nephews. So. Oh, well, yeah. thank you very much. I appreciate it. No, no problem it. at all. <laughs> um, so the mask in the film, which uh-huh. was fantastic. Cool. Um, thank you. It was kind of like a lucha-looking sort of mask. It was. Um, how did you? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It was. Yeah. How did you no. go about getting it made up? Um, and is it in your collection now? It is. It is on my shelf um, with some other uh, awesome. with some other memorabilia from the film. But um, um, I, a friend of mine, uh, he is he owns a company called Mask Effects, and this is what he does. So I spoke with him. His name's Matt Ganas, and I spoke with him and. I had the design. It was supposed to look like a, uh, like a you know a Mexican wrestler mask. I could say it, but usually people don't know what I'm talking about. A Mexican res- yeah. wrestler's mask, and it's even said when it's in Spanish. So um, if if you're not very fluent quickly, with it, very quickly, you know he says you look like yeah. one, um, and yeah. Um, yeah, that was the, that was the entire purpose, and the fact that uh, this is a drug cartel from Mexico. Um, so I did want it to look like that, but not overtly so. And I think it was achieved. Yeah. I actually liked I liked the, the end result very much so of it. And, I mean, I like, uh, I, I think it was just, again, it was kind of like a, another nod to the horror genre where you have, you know, kind of. A masked killer. A, a masked killer. Yeah. Keep it simple. I like it. Yeah. 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 Seriously, though. And, and I like that you kind of have, like, the ties to, like, the cartel because I thought and I, I have it in my notes here that I thought uh-huh. it was like perfect. So it's like not only kind of like a fresh design, which it is for the most part, it's 
like as much as a lucha mask can be they all look similar in a certain like uh respect but it was the perfect line between like horror mask killer and a lucha mask which just fit the film perfectly for what it was trying to do i thought anyway so that's why i was definitely asking you about that thank you appreciate that yeah yeah so no, it, uh, it, it uh it achieved its intended purpose <laughs> so are you getting any uh, copies made up for the Halloween season then? Or people going to be going around wearing witnesses masks? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I have the, I have a huge licensing deal. No, I mean like, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I mean shit, you know, who, who knows? I will say this, which is, um, okay. So uh, again, being that this is, uh, this was, uh, privately produced, you know, independently produced, uh, and even independently distributed, uh, I had mm-hmm. no frame of reference going in as to what to expect. So on the 9th of September, uh, it was released uh, VOD on iTunes, Amazon Video, Vudu, and Google Play. And I- I'm just... I, I, That's this I'm, month. This 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 month. That's September. this September yes. for everybody listening. Yeah, it's very uh, new. I am surprised at how many people have embraced it. I mean... Uh, I'm I'm really? pleasant I'm pleasantly surprised with the sales figures, which I had no idea what to expect. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and and we haven't even opened it up to the Latin American market. I I wanted to release it um, to English speaking countries first because that was like the easiest route to take. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, it is not on these platforms at, I'm sure you know probably it's it's on, it's it's definitely on all the torrent sites. So. If, if you want to watch it for free, by all means, I encourage people to watch it for free. It's like, you know, it's out there for consumption. Um, but it is it, there, folks. <laughs> yes. I um, did I did buy it, but I couldn't play it on the <laughs> girlfriend's TV, so I had to then torrent it. So I have no. an iTunes copy, and I have a torrented copy. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that, that don't mind that. I mean, obviously, it especially for me if i ever get funding for something else you know i want to be a good steward with other people's money Uh, and i wouldn't say this but this since this all came out of my pocket i i i absolutely based on the sales figure now will make my money back and then some so i'm comfortable with that i was expecting to just like lose my ass and just put something out there but um so that being said, yeah, I, I would just prefer people to like watch it, enjoy it. And I don't care how they consume it, you know, share it, do whatever, you know, it's like just spread the, it around. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's kind of like the fun uh, in the future. I might, you know, not feel that way. But for this one, absolutely. Um, but I, there are some hoops that you have to jump through to get it into like the Indian market or the the Latin American right. market's pretty easy. I mean, I just have to have uh, Spanish subtitles, so that's that yep. is e- really easy to do. So then I do plan to open it up, up in uh, in the Spanish market. Um, I don't know when you're going to release this podcast. It's the 24th, so it has only been out for like a couple. I'm going to try and get it out this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's only been out for a couple of weeks. So I am absolutely pleasantly surprised. And another reason for making uh, the kind of thriller horror genre is that it kind of breathes new life in your film or your movie every year. There's like a reason to watch mm-hmm. it every year, you know, like that's why yep. people make Christmas movies as well for the same reason. So, um, where, you know, you're going to cycle through them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and there'll be like a new crop of people who will be entertained, but hopefully it'll just keep coming back on the radar every Halloween season. So, 
So does that mean you're going to like try to continue to make horror films for the next film or two if you do continue on with this? Oh, yeah. Um, that, I'm in pre-production right now. So uh, and oh. I, and this one is going to definitely be a, in a more traditional format. Um, OK, I'm super excited about it. I can't spill the beans on what it's about, but I will 100 <sighs> percent keep you posted. And I am I am stoked on this one. Well, I appreciate Absolutely that. Stoked. It's going to be. It's going to be more traditional. That's that's good to know. Yeah. So and and I I think uh, just to not piss off all the people who hate found footage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I like I said at the beginning. Like I am a huge found footage kind of like guy. It's like one of my guilty pleasures. You can't like spout that off too much because uh, a lot of people, especially in the horror community, aren't usually that open to it, which is just ironic because that's where most of the new input comes through. Yeah, absolutely. The easier films to make, yeah. And it's always doesn't mean really, that there's a lesser story. I I completely agree, and I always find it very interesting that whenever a found footage uh, movie comes out, the initial comparison, and I think it's just so it's very weird and dated, is oh this is Blair Witch with this always I, i'm just like blair witch I, I remember seeing that in in a theater when i was like in high school but um i think that's it's just so weird to me that somebody says blair witch i mean as many successful found footage movies have come after that it's just such a dated um kind of oh, right? comparison so and, there, dated. Were, and, and yeah. there were some that that were that predated uh blair witch i just think that's the one that's like in most people's minds maybe i don't know it's it's very weird i would never compare yeah. this to, to blair which that with the exception of it being in the found footage genre i don't know i don't see any comparison to blair witch whatsoever yeah yeah like i mean i'm probably gonna get like some molotov cocktails thrown through my window here but like i feel like that's <laughs> that's more like saying like it's kind of like just giving a crown to somebody and never changing it right it's like saying like Elvis will always be the king of rock and roll, even though people have come and done it much better and just changed the game. I yeah. think Blair Witch will always just be that one that they associate with found footage, even though something that gets shit on now, but was once really popular, like Paranormal Activity, which is right. like one of my favorite series. Mm-hmm. It it like it is it stands it it stands on the throat of Blair Witch. I feel and it, but people will never say that. It'll always be compared to Blair Witch, no matter what you're shooting. Uh, what was right. that film? I don't know if you remember what it's called. Um, it was one of the big ones that came out in like that found footage, like kind of not Renaissance, but um, boom, I guess is probably the best term. It was the one where they went to space. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it was like, like the two uh, astronauts. Apollo 18. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I saw one of the reviews, Blair Witch. It's like, how the fuck do you compare those two things? I don't they get it. They are not even remotely close. Yeah. It's, right. just, it's just, I feel it's just because it is the format that you just go with what what's the easiest pick because yeah. a lot of people that are reviewing these things that's the one they go to because that might be the only one they've seen uh, uh, agreed the other weird one is is uh it's handheld you know it's like i i don't think uh, i agree the hand that's a huge the, difference yeah the shaky cam i think i i they're just like not being specific uh, and i think they're talking about like shaky camera handheld is used in most movies that are out there they're just yep. like they're going to be you know um on a on like a, a gimbal or or some like you know they're they're going to be steady well, you know 
the picture and it's too how like how the format is presented if you're already showing that it's found footage then people instantly the handheld camera is already seen as a lesser camera whereas right. it's like if it's not in that then people have no idea they have no association with that right and right it's not a detractor 100 percent, it's not a detractor yeah so interesting uh, <sighs> yeah it's frustrating it's frustrating <laughs> Uh, what were we even talking about here? We got like I don't even yeah. remember where we were going. Uh, we that was your that was your last question about the movie. If you have more, shoot. But you said you had some other ones that were not about the movie, which I'm interested in. Right. Well, we were talking about your new movie that you're gonna make. That's um, right. And you said you're sealing your lips on that. I'm not gonna prod you, even though God knows that I am intrigued. You definitely okay. uh, in- captured my curiosity there. The film that you were mentioning sapiens that you or sapien is it sapien uh-huh. or sapiens S- uh sapien uh, not plural sapien. singular mm-hmm. uno um that's the it's just a script or is there any maybe just, inklings of doing that one day just a script i don't know i yeah, uh, yeah. i am a big creature feature guy so you did Are have you? me intrigued when you said that but uh that's okay okay maybe one day i guess well, maybe one day it would be fun. I think it would be fun to do um, in the future just because it was like my the first thing I wrote. Um, it actually wasn't the first thing I wrote. It was the, the thing that I wrote that I actually put out there for, you know, people to really read. And I'm really proud of the work and the, the fact that it like won something is great. Um, but not there's about three that are lined up that I would will do first before I even touch Damn. that or anything else. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, I can dive in a little bit. Archon films, like the whole idea is to do uh, low budget or ultra low budget um, thriller horror ultra low genre. Budget. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just funny with uh, Hollywood standards. Ultra low budget is um, anything under five hundred thousand. Oh, um, actually, uh, is it? I should I should just know this off the top of my head. I think yeah, low budget's under five million. Ultra low budget is under. Five 500,000. Jesus. So, um, yeah. So, I mean. And you secured that kind of money on your own? Um, I did not. I, I did not spend $500,000 on witnesses. <laughs> I was going to say, holy <laughs> no. <sweet> Christ. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm saying anything 500,000 or below. No, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that's if you go above that, then you're getting into different territory. So, um, but my my point is like, I I think if if the story is if the story is there, the barrier to entry. I mean, you you rewind thirty years, twenty years, the barrier to entry now is so there. I live among so many talented people who are desperate to work. Everybody that mm-hmm. I work with, a hundred percent gets paid their asking rate, negotiated of course. Oh. Um, so everybody gets yep. paid. It's not like I'm asking for freebies or anything, but if you work outside of like, um, and maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot, but if you work outside of like, uh, it, unions and, um, mm-hmm. it's your own material and you're willing to fork over that kind of like sweat equity. Like I'm not, I, I own witnesses outright, so it's mine. So anything that any of the pro I'm going to get my money back and any profits are, are mine. So that's where I'm gonna make the the money from um but i'm not i didn't get like paid up front 
you know, I'm the one that's like yeah. shelling out the money. Um, but you know, everybody that, everybody that acted in it got paid. Everybody that, um, was on the crew got paid, you know, we had to pay for locations, you know, craft services, insurance. Um, I mean, there's, there's so much that go into, into the budget, but, um, yeah, I, I think my point was that if you want to make a really good, um, movie, and again, I think mine's like a five and a half, <laughs> but the, you can, you can, there, those ca- cameras and lenses are available to you at, for, uh, where, where something that you couldn't afford 30 years ago, like then you are talking about like, yeah. you know, just to make something yeah. is going to cost you at least $5 million, you know? Yep. No, absolutely. Especially cameras like that tech changes all the time. You wouldn't really expect it, but it does. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm constantly, I have my own material, but I'm constantly looking for new material. I'm going to be at AFM this year, um, in Santa Monica, um, and looking, looking to distribute, um, those independent horror films that people want to get out there, but they don't maybe not, not know how to navigate getting distribution. Um, oh, that's yeah. rad. Yeah. So I definitely want to put that out there. So anybody that's li- listening and has like a, a script, the, the problem is like um, a lot of people don't like unsolicited, ma- solicited material because if you're working mm-hmm. on something that is, that it has like similarities to something that uh, you receive there's the potential to, for like a claim of like theft or you know uh, some type of like infri- oh, yeah. infringement so I do understand that yep. but I'm I'm absolutely in in the area right now where I, I'm 100% willing to like hear somebody out and if it's of interest then let's move forward let's get it out there that's awesome that's yeah. awesome I like I, I hope you do find something good because uh I'm sure, especially in LA, everybody's just, they've got something great. They're just probably waiting for that, that right moment. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. I like, we'll definitely, I'll be paying attention uh, to everything you're doing and Thanks. Uh, I'll keep you posted for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely uh, pick your brain once in a while if I see in any updates on Instagram. Um, but, uh, right. So this is, this is, I hope you're down for this. It's not like I'm not going to be asking you like never have I ever or anything weird, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down. Go right ahead. Open book. Okay. So I figure with October right on the doorstep here that I'd pick your brain about Halloween. Okay. If you're cool with that. Totally. Um, so just very blatantly, are you a big Halloween person? Is that like one of your fave holidays or are you a Christmas person? Uh, oh, is- that's. That's a tough one. I mean, I, I love Halloween. Because those are the two main ones, right? Yeah. Those I, are the I two love, main ones. I love Halloween. I mean, now I, I, let's see. I haven't been really, I really enjoy Halloween for what it is. I don't necessarily participate all that much in the sense that I'm not getting dressed up, but I'm mm. dishing out candy. I think it's oh, awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. we all have a role to fill there. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right yeah um, you're one I, you're one group or the other exactly I, I i do enjoy christmas i love the festivity i love the stocking i love getting gifts i love giving gifts too like i, I really try to i i can i think people would say that i i put a lot of thought in the gifts that i give for sure i'm the same way yeah, yeah i'm the exact same way it's better to reward somebody to give them a good gift than to get something yeah. so in my in my mind i am it sounds kind of like narcissistic, but I'm winning if they're like enjoying the shit out of the gift I just got them. <laughs> exactly. Like if, no, if, 
if if it hits all the right notes for them, even if it didn't cost a lot of money, but if it was just like the heartfelt enough that they're just like overwhelmed, I'm like, boom, mm-hmm. I won Christmas. For sure. Done. And I and I'm really easy. I I I say this to people like friends and family on my birthday and Christmas. It's like basically everything I mean everything that I want I just like get myself you know so I'm so easy yeah. to get I, I keep getting uh gift cards to like movie theaters and I'm t- I'm like thank you <laughs> thank you yeah. that's that is well, what it, I want <laughs> it's true though because you get to a certain age you buy yourself everything you want and the fact that somebody's just giving you a gift yeah. that means more than actually what you're getting right right for sure but on to Halloween, because damn, mm-hmm. I feel like I could talk to you about Christmas for like three or more hours. <laughs> um, but uh, so you, you're like, you're the candy giver. That's your role. I was going to ask yeah. you, do you have any traditions or seasonal staples? Maybe something you throw on, like a seasonal flick? Um, yeah. yeah uh, let's see. During, I try to do like kind of like the horror October Thing. so i like mm-hmm. look for look I for tried, different yeah yeah i look for different lists on uh online um and i try to like i i consume a lot of like movies in general but then i try to like watch those horror flicks like once a day you know i'm gonna skip a few mm-hmm. but i will say every halloween probably for the last six seven years i've been going to wow. uh, we have universal studios hollywood and I go to their Halloween Horror Nights. You beat me to it. I was going to yeah. ask you about that. Because yeah, I was I, like, ah, oh, he's in L.A. He's definitely doing Horror Nights. So go ahead. Year, Please tell every, me about Horror Nights. Every single year I go, I, I, I super enjoy it. Like, I try to go with, like, a group of people. And it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, um, And I think that's the thing about horror, too. It's like, horror is, I mean, you could watch it by yourself. And it's, you know, creepy, scary. But it's always best to have that experience with other people. So, yeah, I like to go to Halloween Horror Nights with my girlfriend, friends of ours, and just see what kind of new like mazes or and, and attractions that they have. You know, they, they're they really good at what they do. Um, kind of, we, oh. we've done like a haunted hayride too out here. Um, so yep. just stuff like that, yeah. But I think that's kind of yeah, like more I, of a tradition. I know that like in this, on the podcast here, I do talk about theme park stuff, but I mm-hmm. am, and I've, I'll say this as nicely as I can, I am a huge pussy when it comes to being scared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I do not like it. I am very much, I, as much as I love horror movies, I, I watch it with the lights on. I am scared still when I watch them at night. Don't get me wrong. I like the feeling afterwards. So like, oh, that really scared me. That was a good movie. But being yeah. scared in the moment, I don't like it. Um, so I've never done that. I've never done a haunt or, or like a, a horror night. And I know Universal does big ones. They have the, all their IPs and they'll like license out IPs. And I've seen like right. walkthroughs and stuff. They, they go ham on it. They but, do. Um, uh, the theme park that we have near us, it's in Vaughn. It's, um, I don't know, like maybe 20 minutes from Toronto. Okay. It's uh, probably like a forty-five minute drive for me. It's it's similar when it when it uh, was Paramount. Paramount had owned the park uh, for a number of years, like ten years. They owned a few uh-huh. parks in North America. They had it for one year, and I'm pretty sure there was some licensing. Like they had, I think it might have been even like Friday the Thirteenth. Don't quote okay. me on it. But now it's more so like um, uh, Knotts, like Knotts Scary Farm or whatever yeah. it is where it's there's no theming so much as it's just a big haunted house so i feel like i've i've never done it i've never done it so i don't i can't really talk to that extent i was thinking maybe i'd do it this year but i am definitely jealous that you get to have like all like 
like a child's play or like a bunch of <laughs> Freddy Kruegers like jumping out at you. Right. That always intrigues me. You, yeah. You Do you have be. like a you, favorite one? You should be jealous. It's it's really fun. You, um, do I have a favorite one? Let's see. I did. Did you do one this year yet? I haven't gone this year. I don't think it's open yet. I'm not 100 percent sure, but not I yet? think it's okay. yeah. I think I think it's it's soon, but I don't think it's open yet. But I 100 percent will be going. Um, I remember a few years few years back they had an army of darkness maze. I really dug that Ooh, one. That very was cool. cool. Yeah. So that one was fun. What was that um, one like? Um, they had like, you know, uh, the guy with the chainsaw on his arm. Um, you saw Mm -hmm. like, you saw like the house that he lived in and stuff. So it's like, you just went through the maze and like people would jump out and scare you. It was fun. The one thing that I hate though, is just like the lines are insane. You know, it's like, I, I, I've definitely learned to try to go on like, you know, I don't know, a Wednesday night or something, just to try Mm -hmm. to see when they're the least amount of people. Uh, but you know, overall, it's fun. I mean, I, again, it's the it's the whole experience. It's like hanging out with your friends in line, talking, and just like then when you finally get to the maze, being scared. Uh, Blumhouse had one last year as well. Um, it was okay. What I forget the movie that they were releasing at the time, but it was kind of it was it was in theme with one of the films that they were releasing. So, like um, Happy Death Day or something. Actually, I think that might have been it. That might have been yeah, it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what their latest is. Right. I think that one might have been it. Uh, um, and they and then I remember that another good one that they have uh, annually, I think, is the is Evil Dead. Oh so, really? Yeah, that's a good that's one cool. too. And then they uh, also do uh, the Walking Dead too. Do they? So every maze is an IP though, right? It's not. They don't have like any that are just for Universal Studios. Um, I'm trying to think. I believe one that was one that was interesting. I don't know if it was too scary. Was they had a, a it was um I'm gonna try to describe this correctly. It was like a season. It was a maze, a Halloween maze based on the seasons. So there was like a crazy really? leprechaun. There was like a like a demonic Easter bunny. There was like. what is it Krampus you know like so that one was like that was kind of interesting that was one that stood out because it was fun but also one of the best parts about the maze and this is all the one that goes on in um, Universal Studios Hollywood I know they have the one out in Orlando Florida as as well but they have the um, tram tour the back lot tour that you do on the tram right yeah and it's always really fun. Uh, the The first time that I did it, it was the best because they kind of do, that's not the same theme, but they do the same scenario where the tram breaks down and then you have to uh, oh. disembark the tram and walk through. Um, so the very first time it happened was like, oh, this is interesting. And, you know, my girlfriend was freaked out. Uh, but yeah, so you get to walk on the back lot past like the psycho motel, uh, the psycho house. I was just about to say. Yeah. Yeah, like I think I've seen that one because I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. And like, I think I have seen like on a walkthrough, like people get stuck and it is like the psycho house or like a Texas chainsaw thing. Yeah, exactly. And that, like you that's have to walk too. through it, right? Yep. And huh, then al- also crazy. you have this big set piece from Spielberg's War of the R- Worlds and you walk through that. So, I mean, it's cool just to get out of, because I've done that backlot tour before on the tram. So it's cool to get out and walk around and just see what, you know, new innovative scares that they've come up with you know this year yeah so i'm excited yeah i mean i've never been to california at all uh definitely it's it's on the list i'd love to go to all the theme parks there um 
But yeah, being on the back lot, I'm sure that'd be something else. What you said, though, reminded me of something. Uh, have hmm. you seen the film? Uh, I think it's called Holidays. Holidays. Seth Green is in it. No, it's an I anthology haven't. film. I don't. I don't know how big you are on anthologies. They they're kind of my bread and butter too. I do enjoy a good horror anthology, but it breaks down like there's one. I don't know if there's one for Christmas, but it's like for all the other holidays. So there might be okay. one for like Hanukkah. There's one for like Valentine's Day. Um, one for like Thanksgiving, and then there's one for Easter. Okay. And that Easter Bunny one <laughs> fucked me up. Like I still think about that one. Like that's the problem with anthology movies like they're only as good as like the best in in them right but it's basically like the little girl wakes up um and sees these like creepy looking easter eggs and she follows them kind of like you know like you're told like don't wake up if santa claus is there yeah, because yeah. then then they'll never come back <laughs> okay. so you like stay awake kind of thing you know like that kind of a so she wakes up and she falls down and sees like the easter bunny is like this like malformed misshapen man with like Easter, like bunny ears and like an Easter bunny like type face like deformed. And he's like, now that you've seen me, like you have to like become me. And he like basically like passes on this like fucked up Easter bunny curse onto her. And that's all I could think of when you said like twist it like holidays. Cause I was just like, oh fuck, like I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, I, I, that's, I, I cannot wait to watch this now. I like an anthologies too. I like um, the one that comes out in, in my mind is I, want to say it's called xx it's like um there was it was the each kind of segment is was directed by uh, a woman so but oh really have you heard of this i i want to say it's it was on netflix if if not um i'm sure it's still out there um but yeah i would highly recommend watching it there was again it's it's only as good as like the one that stands out I remember them yeah. all being pretty good, but one in particular stood out where it was so good. And I, and I wish there was enough there to kind of expand on it and make it an entire feature. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it was like a, a mother and her two children were sitting on a, a train. I don't fuck. I don't want to give it away because you're going to watch it, but they're sitting, they're <laughs> sitting on it. They're sitting on this like subway and the kid is sitting next to a man who's holding like a package and he, he asks the man, you know, what's in the package. And I think his mom's like, you know, don't be rude. And the guy's like, no, it's okay. And he whispers in his ear and you never hear what the man says. But from that moment on, like the, the boy is in, is, is changed and he won't oh, eat fuck. and he won't eat. Oh. And then when he tells his sister, what the man said, she won't eat. And it's just like, it was it was so good. It was really entertaining, really entertaining. But I, yeah, check it out. Double X XX. I don't know how you pronounce it. I don't know if it's like just fucking Z or something. But yeah, two X's. I, yeah. I think it is. I definitely just scribbled that down. Must watch XX anthology film. Look up. Might be on Netflix. It's all on my page here. Cool. I am yeah. Because a lot of anthology films, a um, are hard to find because they're not like made on the regular, and b sometimes like none of them are good. And right. that sucks when you watch a whole anthology film and none of them are memorable. Um, so I'm definitely putting, <laughs> that's going to probably go on my Halloween list. Okay. I, I also partake in that. Uh, I try to anyways, the one, one a day kind of like vitamins for October, but gotcha. Uh, I've, I've actually yeah. considered like putting together something, not I, uh, none that I would shoot just like kind of packaging one. Uh, cause mm-hmm. I go to the Holly shorts film festival 
And I mean, that's essentially what they are. They're just like kind of packaged short films together. But I saw one last year, man. It was so, it was just so good. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know this guy. I met him after and just wanted to give him some cred, but, um, it's, it's a, it's a short called fuck. I shouldn't even say it because if I put this together, then everybody will have seen it. But it's called Claw. <laughs> it's called Claw. Claw. Yeah, Claw with a by C or with a K. With a C. Uh, by okay. And and there there is another short that's out by like Crypt TV, also called Claw. It's about like uh, I don't know, like grabbing heads with one of those like machines that have the claw where you pick up like toys and they dump them you know what i mean like that it's not it's it's not that one it's one that came out last year it's called claw it's by chris litton i think his name is l-i-t-t-e-n i want to say but dude just that was it that was great oh my god if you watch it it is just so good it was so juicy i will yeah, I'll have to check that out because now I'm very intrigued. I, I liked how it was like stylized. It, it was kind of like Sin City esque because it was like there was some uh, there was like it was some of it was in black and white, but it was just mm-hmm. so good. I I if you can find it, highly 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 recommend it. But yeah, I wanted I want right. to like bring that out into the forefront and maybe take that and a couple of other shorts that are like really fun and and then do some type of like anthology thing and and distribute that under like the archon moniker so that would be pretty cool and like i I don't mean to like i don't want to shit on like fans listening but like people's attention spans have like drastically gone down and i find anthology films serve that purpose a lot better because you get a lot of bang for a little bit of time you get a couple uh, little films in there yeah it's perfect i think Um, that would work out really well if you could do that which is funny because uh, I, I want to say, what is it? I have not seen this. I read about it recently. I'm just like, oh, I just need to get around to it. Is it called Southbound? Southbound oh, or something? Oh, dude, definitely watch that. There's there's definitely one that every... Definitely watch that. I will. I'll fuck it. I'll do it today. But there was one that somebody <laughs> said is that just like stands out above the rest. But it, it, it's an anthology, right? Kind of like with yeah, a through line it, that it, keeps it, it together. Exactly. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's not like just like one story looking at somebody else tell me your story it it all kind of weaves in together which is nice there is definitely one story that i remember more actually there's two but there's one story my girlfriend always brings up i really don't want to like talk about it but like all right (laughs) like because like if you're especially going to watch it like it's it's very fragile that way like if you even give an inkling about it you kind of spoil it but i'm pretty sure it's three stories if not three in one small story okay um but there's the one story for me that stands out, there's two that it could be, is the one with, um, do you know the comedian Dana Gould? I don't. Actually, that name no. sounds really familiar, but I'd not yeah, know so off the top he, of my head. He is like, he has his own podcast, which is, uh, I don't know, it's give or take. The content's good, but sometimes he's a bit much. But he's definitely one of those comedians who um, has like a big respect for the horror genre. So I don't know if he actually wrote into this, but he is like kind of the main star and without like giving you too much mm-hmm. it's basically don't hold me on the numbers but it's like three girls let's say there's three normal girls like sure kind of like rebellious and they are in like a i don't know if they're running away or if they're just on a road trip and then something happens whether it's like a flat tire or they run out of gas or they get lost whatever it is and then they go into this house to ask for help and then everything 
and it's not even a slow burn. It's like everything immediately goes awry. So like already the family is like way too perfect and like way too weird. And it's like, and they're tired or whatever. And they're like, we just need to go to bed. And instead of just like leaving, which you're screaming at the television at this point, I am anyways, <laughs> like just get the fuck out of the house, right? Like walk for fuck's sakes. Right. But um, there's everything immediately, like shit hits the fan and this is probably the last little mini spoiler I give is like one girl is already like fucking lost. Like you're not getting that girl back and it's, it hasn't even been like an hour in the house and that one's messed up. But the one it also could be is one that's in a hospital, okay. which I still remember very well too. And that's what my girlfriend brings up. Basically the guy, I think he, um, it's, it's not really a spoiler cause it's like how the story starts, but he's like texting or he's trying to make a phone call to his wife or whoever it is. But like the, because they're in like this weird mirror dimension, because mm -hmm. that's where it all like kind of plays out. Um, he's just been driving in circles, so he's not getting cell service and he kills somebody. And I don't know if it's somebody from one of the other stories, because that's very much how that movie works. Interesting. Or if okay. it's just somebody. And he like puts that person in his car and he's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And he tries to bring them to a hospital and then he can't get out of the hospital. Everything's huh. sealed. Huh. and that how that plays out is fucked and it's not even like gruesome like these stories aren't over the top gory actually one is so <laughs> retract that <laughs> but <laughs> but it's 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 more of a mind fuck movie and i think that's why i've i i watched it either last i think no i watched it like two halloweens ago so okay. still it's that that crystal clear for me in that regard um it, yeah, it's definitely well worth your time. Uh, if you haven't heard my enthusiasm, listeners, because it might not have completely shone through, <laughs> definitely check that out. Southbound, um, it's like three or four really good ones. Um, definitely I, well worth your time. A hundred percent watching it. Yeah. So I mean, I've I've seen the like the key art, like the poster where it's like this like you know uh, star. It's like a car and, and a pentagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly a pentagram, and and uh, yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it. And like, why? So I absolutely will. It wasn't the easiest to find when I watched it because it was still like fairly new. I think I did have to torrent it, but yeah, I think it is like now on like either Amazon Prime or Netflix or whatever you're watching it on. Cool. It's definitely available. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so we covered a lot. Um, Halloween traditions, Halloween horror nights, picture brain about your very great film, which by the way is called Witnesses. It just came out. Was it September 9th? Did you say? It it did. Yeah, nine nine nineteen. <laughs> Nine nine nineteen. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, you can check that out on iTunes, on Amazon Video. Was it Vudu? What was the other one that you said it was on uh, there? Yeah, Vudu and Google Play. So and Google Play. Yeah. Yeah. It, and honestly, uh -huh. like, I mean, like, uh, what's SD is like three ninety nine. HD is four ninety nine. You can purchase it in HD for five ninety nine. If you can't afford it, I totally understand. Torrent it. And just watch it. <laughs> yeah and for our canadian listeners it's that price but doubled so if you want oh is it, it shit it, yeah if you wanted hd it's 10.99 and if you want in standard definition i think it's 5.99 or 6.99 still a steal that's like going to walmart and getting like a bargain bin dvd except it's a brand new film that's well worth your time yeah i really appreciate you uh coming on here i i had a blast talking with you absolutely as did i this was this was really really fun so thank you yeah, no problem. So, yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, you are always welcome to come back on. I mean, if appreciate you want that. to, that is. Yeah, yeah no, I um, absolutely would. Oh, that's that's great, man. I really appreciate that. 
Um, and I know me personally, and I'm sure all my listeners will be after this interview, uh, we'll be looking forward to what you're doing next, um, your next film, which what is the what is the um, the release date for that? What is your like kind of like to be determined to be determined? Uh, we're pushing for kind of like a first quarter uh, shoot and hopefully do like a festival circuit next year. So it's kind of a quick oh, nice. turnaround. I'd like to do that. Um, we'll, fingers crossed. We'll see. But I'll absolutely keep you and your listeners posted. Oh, that's awesome. And hopefully like that works out for you. Because, yeah, that is a quick turnaround. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for a first film, that's your first film. Like, I can only expect bigger and better things from you. And I'm definitely going to. I'm going to hold you to that standard. Do you read scripts? Do I read scripts? Yeah, ever. Uh, no, like, I, I definitely know how but i i don't okay i'll send it to I you i would if you, if you ever send me one. oh fuck <laughs> <Okay>. yeah <laughs> all right yeah just this uh yeah i'll send it your way see see what i'd love yeah. to get some other feedback but this is the this is the one that's coming up next and uh it's it's wild that's good oh really okay yeah so definitely i'll definitely send you my email um yeah shoot me up with that if if that's something you're cool with i'm definitely more than cool with that cool um yeah And uh, just thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Good talking to you. Good talking to you, too. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.